So, are you ready? I was born ready, sweetness. Oh my goodness! 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 Not another! Not another! Not another! Not another podcast! Well, actually, that's that's quite all right then. All right. Well, hello everybody, and welcome to this podcast. That no, no. Let me try that again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast. You are being difficult today. No. I, look, look, I know it's been a long time, but I know you know what this podcast is called. Uh, It's been too long? That is not the name of this podcast. The ad- Although it has, it has been too long. The Adventures of Kitor and Dreams? That is a good name for a podcast, except... Luckily, looking at these news stories, this is not our adventures. Yeah, I am no kidding, huh? Oh, my goodness. Do we have some news stories for you today, people? Wow. So what is the name of this podcast? The name of this podcast is Oh My Goodness. Not another podcast. Interesting name. You know, there used to be a podcast with that name about a year or two ago. They stopped broadcasting about a year or so. Why are you shushing me? Because that's us. Oh. Okay. Uh. Sure. We did like this reboot, and then our reboot needs a reboot, and so we're not gonna say we're rebooting. So are we calling this just episode one? No. I don't like starting over. Starting over is depressing. Well, you know, this could be like um, Spider-Man. Oh, gosh, no. Where they've rebooted the franchise like five different times. That's because they got it wrong five times. True. Yeah. True. You got it right the first time, and now you're descending into badness. That's true. Oh, no. Well, no, we did have it right the first time, but that's not the point. I was going to say, when you've got me as a co-host, yeah, there's <laughs> an issue there. Yeah, we tried to we tried to find um, um, guests today. We couldn't find any guests. I was sad, but that's okay. So if you want a guest, let us know, please, 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 please. On the new rebooted, somewhat booted, rebooted. Steel-toed booted. Podcast. Yes. All right. So, Boot. so in this new reboot, rehash, reboot. Does he reboot? Return. Are we? Are you still doing a poo story? <gasps> I have a poo story. Oh my gosh! Just for you. No, G. it's oh my goodness. Oh, that's right. Oh my goodness! Just for you, G. Just for you, G. I love you, G. Don't take that too hard. Yeah, look, don't, 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 don't look too far into that. Don't read too far into that. Yeah. All right. What's the poo story of the day? All right. We have a poo story. It's from newser.com. Anyway. All right. So on a British island. Which British so, island? It just says on a British island. I'll tell you more when I read it. Okay. it's I, I did read it earlier, but I'll tell you more when I read farther. Okay. There oh. is now a poo museum open and so if you like poo you can go see a museum about poo and it's on jebby 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 it's on the isle of wight um 
And so there's a museum for just about anything, but now there is a museum, a National Pooh Museum in the Isle of Wight. Um, those who don't know, that is where Jeppy is. Jeppy! And so um, it has samples of feces that range from, like, scant insect excrement to gigantic elk and lion poo <laughs> as well oh as the doo-doo of a human baby you did they scrape it off the diaper or something i have no idea and i don't intend to find out um but it says the museum even includes fossilized feces dating back some 38 million years now that you have to admit that part's kind of cool i guess who wants to be the archaeologist to dig up 38-million-year-old poop. <laughs> I don't know. And also covers the more metaphorically gross side of dung, apparently, such as the diseases that are spread without toilets or from people and other things that don't have toilets and proper sanitation. And so um, I guess not only do they feature poo, they also feature what happens when you do not properly clean your poo. And so, yes, um, there is now a poo museum that you can visit if you would like to properly go see some poo. Interesting. So now, a few years ago. Now, before I forget, let's go back and just mention that Jeppy was your original co-host to this podcast many moons he was, ago. He named it, actually. He, he, well, he had the, I guess he had the name set aside for a long time, and then he allowed me to use it, yes. So, you know, your love for Jeppy here, we need to explain who Jeppy is. And <laughs> so he lives, he lives in the Isle of Wight. He does. He lives in the Isle of Wight. And so this, this Pooh Museum, I, I don't think there's Jeppy Pooh there. But, um, the, this Pooh Museum is where Jeppy is. Yes. So that's very cool. Yes. Just you. So remember, <laughs> you had a story about two, three years ago about the huge ball of poo and wax that was blocking some sort of sewer line. I don't I remember do. one. Do you wonder if that's where it ended up? I don't think it ended up there. And actually, you know, this is actually in the zoo at the Isle of Wight. And so it's kind of, it, it makes sense where they put it because they, they they literally put a museum about feces in with all the animals that probably created it. Uh, okay. If that yeah. kind of puts it in context. Well, now, reading into it, it does say how they, how they uh, demonstrate, you know, uh, exhibit all this stuff. The crap curators have placed the feeded samples in illuminated resin spheres that include related <laughs> facts hidden behind toilet lids. Yeah, it's. I mean, the way they're doing it is really kind of cool. Oh, if, don't forget, if you ever want to actually visit the websites, um, we do post them on our show notes, and so you can see the websites and, and, and see the, the uh, stuff that we're looking at if you, if you are curious about seeing um, the the news article about the Pooh Museum. Interesting. Pooh. The curator says, small children naturally delight in the topic, while for most of us under the layers of disgust and taboo, we're still fascinated by it. I don't know. I, people, people tend to be fascinated by poo. I, 
that would explain the huge number of poo stories out there. Poo. That is wow. wow. He's holding he he's holding a picture. See, this is really cool. I think so. He's holding a picture of horse poo that's encapsulated in resin. Yeah. Cuz that's what I wanted to see. I, you were looking at it anyway. You probably just didn't read below to see what it was. Oh, I was trying hard not to read the caption. To read what it was? Yeah. 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 It's so, so cool. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, to to somewhat relate to this poo story, mm. I'm going to give you a story about something might, that might cause a lot of poo. Oh, this year, now this is off of msn.com. This year, at Xavier University in Cincinnati, the uh, higher-ups at the university have decided to install oh. a pizza ATM. You told me about this, and I'm still not quite certain what it is. Okay. It's being tested. It It is basically a vending machine for hot pizza. Okay, so literally, it's like... For, for $10, you go to this ATM, put in uh-huh. your $10. Uh-huh. You, you know, I guess you have a selection of toppings that you can put on there. This ATM has somehow once you place your order it pulls the pizza from its freezer compartment into a into an oven compartment and in three minutes you have your pizza three minutes three minutes that is like hugely fast pizza yes it is now there have been no reports on how good this pizza tastes but minute pizza. The university is trying it, so apparently the technology works. Well, I mean, I guess pizza's pizza is pizza, but I mean, it's three minute pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, it's crazy, huh? I I don't understand. So you know that's going to bring a new meaning to to the whole freshman fifteen. Oh my gosh! For some people, it's a freshman twenty-five or a freshman fifty. Yeah. No kidding. But, I mean, I just don't... My thing is, I don't understand the 15 minutes. And, you know, if you look at the size of the slot in the pizza, that's going to be a small pizza for some of these boys, okay? I'm thinking the football players. It's going to take 10 of those. Well, They're going to be spending $100. I imagine it's not, you know, anything more than just a snack type thing. Oh, come on now. These are college students. Yeah, but you can buy... This is three-minute pizza. You go anywhere anymore, and a a personal pan pizza from Domino's or, or, you know, Pizza Hut is pretty close to $10 anymore. Obviously, you have not been to CeCe's. Yeah, CeCe's is a buffet. They don't deliver. Well, when you're feeding really big boys, you get them to CeCe's. True, true. Cheap. Now, here's the thing. It's not, it's, it's the first type of pizza vending machine 
in the U.S. But since 2012, cupcake ATMs have been available. I, I've always wanted to kind of try one of those out. I wonder if the cupcakes stay fresh, though. I don't know. And I wonder if you can get buttercream frosting. I don't know. I love cupcakes. Cupcakes are yummy. Well, there's a machine in Manhattan, and for $4.25, you can have uh, a cupcake, cookies, or doggy cupcakes. Are you going to take me to Manhattan so I can get a cupcake? Not anytime soon. Well, then I guess I can't go there to get one. <laughs> if you're not going to take me, geez. Teasing me like that. Do y'all hear him teasing me like that? Uh, interesting. Uh, what? Very, very interesting. You know you want to try one of those pizzas. I, well, yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, talk about just, I don't know, consumerism con wild. I just, I'm still not getting the three minute thing. I mean, if they're really frozen in there, how in the world, what, how hot does that oven have to be to really heat it up and get it hot in three minutes? And that machine doesn't look very sturdy. How long is it going to take that thing to melt? I don't know. It's a convection Jeez. oven, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I just don't know. Well, at the end of the year, we'll find out if Xavier University keeps the machine or decides to send it back right i don't know i just i don't know i know they seem i don't know <laughs> i just see disaster i see you know some boys coming in late at night hungry breaking into the machine stealing all the pizza yeah no more machine it's gone well you never know We'll find out, I guess. Well, it seems like they have them in other places. I mean, if it's the first one to be installed in North America, theoretically, there would be some in other places. Well, it's a French company. That so is... maybe there's some in France. Maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I just don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I can take over. Okay. I, I have, I have, I have another bathroom story. Another what? Bathroom story. Oh no. Okay. Well, it kind of ties in with the Olympics. People, of course, know that the Olympics are going on right now. A lot of people are watching tennis. You know, the back of the, uh, the practicing their grunting and stuff. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so apparently, in uh, at Rio, um. They have these signs that they were posting. Okay, I got this one from uh, the Huffington Post, and I, I don't. I know some people don't like the Huffington Post, but I'm sorry. Um, they're really good for finding funny news stories. Anyway, and so the Huffington Post in the bathrooms, um, they mentioned that they have posted these really bizarre signs, and they're showing some things that people should not do. Oh, 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 wait a minute. I've got noise. I've got noise. Stop it. Stop it. Where is it? Stop it. What? Um, what? 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 Stop. It's not you. Hold on. 
I'll just okay. There we go. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it's coming from. Anyway, did you not hear it on your side? Yes, I did. Okay. Anyway, this this particular uh, place was it was making noise at me. Anyway, okay. Um, and so they posted these signs at places, and it says, "Please do not throw toilet paper in the toilet." But that's not the only thing that's on this sign. It also says that you should not like throw up in the toilet. That you shouldn't like stand on the toilet. It mentions that you should not fish in the toilet, and that you should not do this weird doggy thing where you like stand on the floor and then lift your leg and try to aim and pee into the urinals but yeah you shouldn't fish in the toilet my question is um who fishes in the toilet have you ever dropped your phone in the toilet okay but with a fishing pole like literally it has a picture of a man well, I guess it's a man. There's no skirt. Usually that that's a man, but they have big round butts. That's pretty funny. Anyway, and so it's got this guy standing with a fishing pole and a fishing line, and then there's a big red X. Oh, my. And so it says, sorry, Olympians, but this is bizarre. Um, rest, or, um, it says, restroom fishing banned at Rio 2016. Is toilet fishing even a thing? Apparently so. If this instructional sign beside a Rio 2016 bathroom is saying anything to go by. U.S. basketball star Elena Deladonna posted a photograph of the restroom regulations to Instagram on Saturday, and now it's going viral. Guess I won't be toilet fishing today, she quipped in reference to the image on the bottom left, which shows a figure using a fishing rod inside a toilet. Other bathroom activities that appear to have been banned at the games in Brazil include peeing like a dog, vomiting, and defecating with your feet on the seat. Yeah. Canadian snowboarder uh, Sebastian Taudent posted a photograph of a similar sign to Twitter in the 2014 Winter Olympics in Russia. Yep, it also had no fishing. Oh, and <laughs> it, also, it also had some interesting there, there was something about um, um, needles with his, too. Okay, anyway, um, and so yeah, but toilet fishing, really? Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't know about you, but apparently you're not allowed to fish in the toilets in Rio. Interesting. I don't think yes. I've ever been allowed to fish in the toilet anywhere. I, I don't think I would want to fish in a toilet. But here's the um, here's the scary thought. For it to go on a sign, someone had to have done it. Someone had to have done it. Just I don't want to know. <laughs> I just don't want to know. And see, you should never have said that because, ew. And and, and what kind of bait would you use? Oh, poo. <laughs> Maybe it was poo. Ew. There was, there, there was, there was a poop museum. Oh, oh, that's just, that's. Oh. But maybe the biggest issue was leaving the hooks in there because that would be very, very, dis- you know, uncomfortable for the next person who went and tried to sit down. Yeah, try explaining that to your HMO. Uh, I went Sorry. to the bathroom and got a fish hook on my butt. <laughs> that just sounds incredibly painful. Yeah, oh my bit. goodness. But toilet fishing, really? Who fishes in toilets? Wow. Oh. Wow. 
<laughs> okay, I promise my next story won't have anything to do with bathrooms or poo. But yeah, we're fishing and fishing. Wow, that's that's something else. <laughs> yes, that's just something else. Okay, so all of the athletes, no fishing in toilets. No, please and no stop. getting sick either, apparently. Yeah. How dare you? Ugh. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> and uh. don't eat any fish sandwiches anywhere. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Do not trust them. So much. And you got me a. A fish sandwich from McDonald's the other day. Thanks. I had not seen this news story yet, and we do not live in Rio. <laughs> Just... I'm pretty sure you're safe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, uh. <laughs> <sighs> Should I never Here. get one again? You won't be able to eat it without thinking no, about this news story. never again. Never again. Never again. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and move on. Oh, sorry. Oh. Sorry. I've ruined fish tacos for every, for everyone. Oh, that's okay. At least it's not a pizza ATM. Hey, pizza ATM <laughs> brings pizza? happiness. <laughs> Maybe they were fishing for pizza. You. <laughs> Your turn. Moving on, our hey. first idiot of the day. Ooh, I like those. Okay. Georgia man who won the who won a three million dollar lottery uh drawing pleads guilty to using that money to fund a crystal meth ring. See, when you win $3 million, there's so much you could do with the money. Why do something illegal and get it taken away? And this is from the NBCNews.com website. Ronnie Music Jr., 45, used this 2015 windfall to buy the drugs, then supply it to others who would resell it at a profit. So I guess that was his way of reinvesting his earnings. I guess try, so. Trying, you know, some people use stocks. Some people buy, you know, bonds or diversify their portfolios. He just buys meth. And then admits mm. to it. Um. No, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he got caught. Investigators but... said Music's co-conspirators attempted to sell about 11 pounds of crystal meth with a street value of more than $500,000. Agents recovered more than a million dollars worth of meth, along with some firearms, some ammunition, and $600,000 cash. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He pleaded guilty to federal drug trafficking and firearms charges related to his operation in his own base of Ware County, Georgia. He will be sentenced after the state's probation office conducts a pre-sentence investigation. Georgia lottery officials in announcing Music's good fortune in February 2015 said the maintenance supervisor and his wife planned to save a portion of the winnings. I, well, they reinvested it. There you go. I guess. 
That's one way to reinvest. <laughs> wow. And here I thought buying CDs was the thing. Certificates of deposit, not like music CDs. I was going to say, honey, you might want to um, clarify that one. Because, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, there is nothing wrong with Michael Jackson's greatest hits. I was going to say, can't touch this. Hey, he's on a commercial. Yeah, that's about the only thing he's on anymore. Well, he had a TV show for a little while. He still has his parachute pants. <laughs> yep. Um, MC Hammer, people, MC Hammer. Yeah. Mm. 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 Anyway, the first <laughs> idiot of the day goes to Ronnie Music Jr. When you when you win three million dollars, don't. Don't invest it in a manner where it's going to get taken away, guys. Okay, invest it in a way that's that's not illegal. You've got three million to play with, so you know you you can you can do it in a way that anyway. All right, well I can I can have another. I, I have some more silly criminals. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I have another one. All right, so here we go. I have one from the Star dot com. And it is a guy from Toronto. What he did was he decided to, um, well, here, an intoxicated man who got into a police cruiser thinking it was a cab has been arrested for an outstanding warrant, Toronto police said. On Saturday evening, police say the man got into a car while an officer was filling up gas in the Liberty Village police station garage on Hannah Avenue. Upon investigation, the man was arrested for an outstanding warrant. So he literally got into the back of a police car thinking it was a cab. (laughs) And he was intoxicated, so he was drunk. And they're just like, and so they looked him up. I mean, really, he just got into the back of a police car who was gassing up. And they look him up, and he has a warrant oh after my. his arrest. And so essentially, he got himself arrested because he did not pay attention to what he was climbing into. So, yes. So d- does my man beat your man? <laughs> oh, wow. I've got one better than that still, but. Do you? To mistake a police officer's car. Yes. For a cab. For a cab. While you're drunk. And you have a warrant out for your arrest. Now, in his defense. He was trying to take a cab home and not drive home drunk. Yeah, he was trying to. He was at least trying to do that. I do appreciate that part. Most people can tell the difference between a cab and a police cruiser. Right. Well, apparently he can't when he's drunk. I guess not. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And this one was actually um, one from today. It was a a news article from today. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got police article or a police article i've got a newspaper article here from a year ago but it's still pretty funny okay this actually this actually we recorded 
in one of our episodes that just never made it on air. Are you sure it didn't make it on air? I'm pretty sure this one didn't make it on air. This okay, is, well, even if it did, it's okay. This is one of those lost episode things. <laughs> we have a couple of those. Yeah, dating back to September of 2015. A man flees a store, leaving his son behind. Okay. 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 Now, this is from OAOA.com, which is the Odessa American. Odessa, Texas. Oh, Odessa, you have to understand, guys. Odessa is, um... Odessa's a... There's a lot going on. It's... it's... They've had their share of... of Really silly crimes here. Silly, that's a way to put it. Silly. Okay. So, so... This 22-year-old Odessa man was accused of attempting to steal glasses frames from a local store. I don't understand why you would steal frames. I don't know. Well, you can probably sell them cheap. But... Hey, you know, you have people that come in, I have my own frames, can you fit my, my new prescription to them? I guess, but... You know, All right. Or you can pawn it off. Go to pawn shop, hey... I need to pawn off these frames. Can I get Who 20 bucks pawns for glasses? People pawn just about everything when they need an extra couple bucks. Wow. Um, anyway, this gentleman was charged with theft in abandoning or endangering a child. According to a probable cause affidavit, the manager at Permian Basin Eye Care called the Odessa Police Department about a man who stole frames from the store. The employee said the gentleman went to the business to set up an appointment for his six-year-old son, who was with him at the time. In video surveillance reviewed by police, the gentleman was looking at frames on the racks, picking them up and putting them back before the video catches him with two frames in his hand. He was then setting up an appointment for his son before he was confronted by the manager. When she asked him to empty his pockets, he ran out the door while his son was still in the store. And then he yelled back for his son to run away as he ran through the parking lot. So he's yelling back to the six-year-old and telling him to run. Yeah, in another news article, it, he tur- the, the article says, he turns around and says, This is when you run, fool, as he's See- running away from the cops. See, my thing is, okay, the child is six. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when our children were six, they couldn't outrun an adult. Nope. No. They could try. But outrunning an adult was not something that was going to happen. But, I mean, six years old. <laughs> you need to run, fool. No, no. No. That's when you're bringing up your kid to actually commit crimes there. Wow. Yeah, so he... I I don't remember how much time he was facing, but he was looking at a few years in in jail. Uh, Yeah, I can imagine so. Looking at a couple of... uh, My goodness. Woof! Yeah. All right. Well, I have another. Uh, well, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of crime stories today. I have another crime story. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got one. All right, here All right. we go. Another silly criminal. We we get a lot of silly criminals because you know they're fun that way. Okay, so this man. Okay. Is this is from um, kiwaradio.com. It was um, a local news station from I'm not sure what what local is. I'm not sure where it is. And it was from August 5th, and so just a couple days ago. Oh, it's from Iowa. All right, so this happened in Rock Rapids, Iowa. So a Georgia man came up or uh, went to a county jail to visit a friend and then ended up in custody himself. According to the Leon County Sheriff's Office on Thursday of this week, 54-year-old Clark Nagel of George, not you, but you know, George, uh, anyway, went to share or went to the sheriff's office to visit an inmate at the Leon County Jail. Deputies say that during a routine security check done prior to entering the jail facility, they discovered a warrant for Nagel or Nagel's arrest. According to authorities, the warrant was for failure to appear, and the bond amount listed on the warrant was $500 cash or surety. Shirty, shirty. I have never seen that word before. Seriously, people? I'm just shirty. not Shirty? Yeah. Really? Anyway, okay. I, I sound really stupid when that happens. Okay, I'm just going to move forward. In addition, deputies say that further investigation revealed that Nagel's driver's license was suspended and that the vehicle he drove to the jail had expired license plates. They say he was charged accordingly. So... He went to jail to visit his friend. He had a warrant out for his arrest. His driver's license was suspended, and he had expired tags. Oh, wow. And so he was essentially begging to be arrested. That's crazy. Not too bright. I wonder if he knew he actually had a warrant out on him. If... Most people know when they fail fail to appear for court. True, it was for failure to appear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Most people yeah. know when they don't show up for their own court date. Um, at least, well, I've never failed to appear for a court date because I never had one. But I would think they would know because they, you know, are told to show up. <laughs> True. I mean, it's not like they get just something sent through the mail. They're arrested and they're said, here, you have to show up on this day. And so, uh, yeah. (laughs) Wow. But at the least, he knew about the driver's license being suspended and the expired tags on the car. (laughs) So when you're driving into a place that, you know, those things are going to be checked... Just wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So if you're going to go visit your friend in jail, make sure you, you, um, you don't you, you have You take care warrants. of your warrants. <laughs> yeah, take your warrants first. Or I guess you'll be visiting him for longer than you intended. There you go. You'll be sharing the room. You'll be sharing. You'll be roommates. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. How do we find these things? Anyway. Okay. <laughs> that, now, that's my last bad. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm. Move, 
moving away from the bad criminals <laughs> to just a really crazy situation. This is off the Huffington Post. And the and the headline reads, Deceased man's wife and girlfriend write competing obituaries. Oh, I saw this one. This is funny. Okay, yeah, tell them about it. Yeah, on their own, neither of Leroy Black's two obituaries is anything out of the ordinary. But placed, by, but placed side by side, as they were in New Jersey's press of Atlantic City, they've been raising some eyebrows. Uh, Black, who lived in Egg Harbor Township, died of cancer on August 2nd. And the newspaper printed the two obituary obituaries right on top of each other. The one on the top says he is survived by his loving wife and then her name. The obituary right underneath it makes no mention of the wife, but it notes that he is survived by his longtime girlfriend and then her name. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I I saw in the news article when I saw it earlier too because I actually saw it before you sent this one to me that they posted it because apparently everybody knew uh, that he had. I guess um, the the funeral home director said that he didn't know whether there was any animosity between the wife and girlfriend or whether they were both fine with the situation. What's hilarious is that it's the exact same picture of him. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, the funeral home used the exact same picture. And if yeah. you read through it, it's almost the same thing, except, you know, one is the wife, the other one is the girlfriend. That's hilarious. Yep. And an, an unidentified man who answered the phone at the funeral home told the Philly voice that both women knew the double obit situation was happening, so they were both warned about this. They were printed that way because the wife wanted it one way, the girlfriend wanted it another way. So I guess either one can cut out the one that they want. I guess keep it in, I don't know, you keep obituaries in your scrapbook or something? Nope. Um, but you never know. So, so I just I find that just crazy. I just it's so weird. Yeah, no, I just and I know some relationships are open like that. I get that, but wow, to make it that public. Yeah. Cuz that's very public. <laughs> well, yeah. I imagine if people were aware of it happening anyway. Yeah, but now more people are aware of it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> now that it's gone viral. Yeah. It's just like, whoa. Because, wow. I mean, I could even imagine just, wow. And, wow. <laughs> just, Oh, my goodness. 
it would be. I wonder which one. You know how one of them usually stands at the front. I wonder if like one standing on one side and one standing on the other. I don't know. Because just... if it's a long time girlfriend, then uh oh. Yeah. Very true. And so, and did you notice? Well, I don't know. I just I don't know. Yeah. One of them just says that he died at home surrounded by his family. The other one says that he died at home from cancer of the lungs due to fiberglass exposure. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's just, man. Nope, 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 nope. No, you are not allowed to get a girlfriend. And no, I will not be fighting over her about an obituary. <laughs> nope. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. How many more do we have? I have one more. How I've, many do you have? I've got one more. Now, I think yours is that heartwarming story, isn't it? I have a heartwarming one, yes. Let's save that to the last. Let, 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 okay. Let me shoot you another story here that's kind of weird. Okay. All the right. weird one first. I got this from news.sky.com, and it's been all over the place right now because this is something weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are that kind of podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, Disney could track park guests using their feet. That's the name of the headline. Yeah, I'm still not getting that. Disney has patented a system to track guests at its theme parks using their shoes. The system would use cameras and sensors to scan people's footwear on arrival and track them as they move around the grounds. It would let Disney build a picture of which rides, shops, and shows are proving popular during a typical visit. The data could then influence how its parks are designed and adapted in the future. The application, filed in 2015 and granted this week, describes placing feet sensors at the entrance area. A robot would also interact with gas as they pass, allowing it to collect a depth image of at least one foot. According to patent papers, the robot includes a foot sensor for capturing a depth image of at least one foot of a guest and a camera for capturing a color image of at least one foot of the guest. So what if two guests have the same shoes? Um, well, Disney says tracking shoes is easier than tracking faces because the wide variations in the appearance, size, and color of footwear. So if two people are wearing the same style of shoes or the same brand of shoes, they're saying that one will still look different than another one because of how that person walks or how you know if there's any scuffs on one shoe and not the other and so and so on and so forth i still think would think faces would be more unique because well everybody has a different face but shoes you know there's only a limited number of shoes and colors and everything else and i just i don't know what their reasoning is i just think it's weird it it is pretty weird i mean right now they already have technology that they're using at Disney World where they can track you using an RFID chip. You know, those, <gasps> those magic 
those magic bands that was part of the patent for that was be to be able to track guests at the park to see what attractions are more popular when and so they can you know they can do whatever was necessary to move people around if there's a bottleneck somewhere stuff like that you know keep track it also keeps track of purchases things you know stuff like that this i the way i feel about that is just that um that um i i just i don't know i just <laughs> i a big brother is watching us yeah and then even even when you, you and i have been to the parks we we've been going to the parks for 10 years now yeah for a long time even 10 years ago when we what, our first visit to Disneyland we had to put in a thumbprint or a fingerprint whenever we scanned yep. our tickets so even then they were tracking you to make sure you were the only one using your ticket right they didn't want you to like go home early and give your ticket to somebody else exactly. they wanted to make sure it was you I remember that it's, but I mean doing that and then tracking you completely through the park those are different things yeah but that I think that was the beginning of that whole tracking. But it's like following you with like a, a, a satellite or something. Something like that. It's like next thing you know, there's going to be like this little, you know, robot like hovering right above your head, following you and like with a camera or something. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know. Yeah, welcome to the 21st century. Yeah. I don't know. Some things about the century are great, and some things I just do. Oh. Yeah, I know. I think... I don't know how feet would be... better usage of the technology than, like you said, faces. Because I would think feet but... would get covered up. Well, People are tall. It, but I guess the you you know the, these cameras would still be able to see your shoes as you're walking onto an attraction, walking into a store, things like that. Mm, I don't know. I just I think about how busy that place gets, and sometimes how we're packed in, and I'm just not seeing how they're going to see our shoes unless uh, they're like X-ray vision. I don't know. Unless they're going to make us put a little sensor on our toe or something. <laughs> well, that like would be I said, creepy and weird. Those magic bands are, sent, you know, are, are chips. Yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. If you're wearing something specifically for it, that makes sense. But they're, you're just saying they're going to take a picture of your shoe and then they're going to be able to follow you everywhere. And it's just like, whoa. And what if? I mean, what if I went in the park and I decided to change shoes? I mean, just to throw them off and stuff. I'm I totally sure. could do that. I'm sure someone will. Yep. And I guess... I am a girl. I do often <laughs> carry more than one pair of shoes. I, I am not ashamed. Unless they put it on your ticket, do not bring a second, you know, pair of shoes with you. Oh, they can't do things like that. Especially no. people that have feet problems or back problems or something else. I mean, they can't say, no, you may not carry an extra pair of shoes. That's just silly. Almost as silly as carrying an extra pair of shoes into a theme park in the first place. You never know. It depends how much you're walking. 
If it's summer uh, or winter or spring mm. or if they're pretty, especially if they're pretty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty shoes. All right. If you say so. I do. All right. So last story. Okay. Last story. Last story. We don't. I don't find a really good heartwarming story very often, and so I like it when I do because we do have heartwarming as one of the types of stories we try to do. But it's hard to find one that really, I don't know, is a good one because some of them just seem cheesy. Some of them seem this. Some of them seem that. And so I found a good one today. I was very, very happy. Anyway, all right. So, um, of course, transplants are big, and so. When you have to do transplants, of course, you have to be put on lists. And sometimes you get the transplants in time, and sometimes people don't. I mean, you have to find donors that match you, and it's really hard to find donors that match you. And people end up on transplant lists sometimes for years. And so there's this great-grandma, this older lady. Um, she had been on the transplant list for a new liver for a very long time. And uh, this one's from Dallas. It's on WFAA.com. Uh, which is a news, it's an ABC News um, we, uh, website. And it's from Dallas. And it says, a North Texas woman was faced with a seemingly impossible decision, receive a liver transplant or give up her spot to a young woman that would likely die on the waiting list. Um, her name was 69, or she's 69 years old and her name was Brenda Jones from Dallas. And she made the decision to stay on the organ list just a little bit longer. And I mean, she's 69. And so the the woman that, uh, just to kind of shorten it just a little bit for you guys, the woman that was going to die, and they said that she was going to die within a day. Um, her name is Abigail Flores. She was 23 years old. Um, and she was flown in to Baylor by helicopter from a small town in East Texas. They said that her liver was failing and that, of course, with her situation, she would be bumped up on the transplant, or on the transplant list. But that likely by the time that she received a liver that she would already be gone because, I mean, that's how fast her liver was failing. They just thought that she wouldn't, she wouldn't even she wouldn't live long enough. Right. And so... Um, this 69-year-old woman went ahead and said, you know what? She matches, let her have it. Even though she had been waiting for a long time for a liver herself. And so um, it says, surgeons knew that Flores would move up on the transplant waiting list, but also knew that by that time it would be too late. The judgment behind it seemed very clear, but it still felt unorthodox. Nonetheless, said Dr. Uh, Greg McKenna, the transplant surgeon at Baylor Hospital. McKenna and his team realized that Jones's organ was a perfect match to Flores. All they needed was her to agree to stay on the wait list a little longer. In my heart, I wouldn't have been able to live with the liver if I had let this little girl die, uh, Jones said. And I still had a little more time. I would have been a very selfish person. And Jones did get the second chance at life. She, um... She actually reached the top of the wait list and received an organ just a couple days later. And then the younger lady said that, um, that of course, that Jones saved her life and that, of course, she wouldn't still be there. Cause, so the liver transplant was a success. And this 23-year-old this lady got to live because this great-grandma decided to give up her liver and give it to her. Wow. 
Wow. And so, I mean, you don't hear about that stuff often, especially no. when someone's been on a list for years waiting. And then this, you know, you get this call, hey, we have a liver for you. And you get rushed to the hospital. I mean, rushed to the hospital. And then right as you get there, someone else shows up and is like, oh, my gosh, this person needs it more than you. Yeah. I mean, how many people are going to make the decision? All right, well, go ahead. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Now, it, it kind of reminds me, we have a friend, a mutual friend, that uh, became a living donor. And she actually donated a kidney to <gasps> a complete yes. stranger. I know who you're talking yeah. about. And so, you know, just a quick, I'm I'm going to make... I, I a, think you could say her name. I don't think she'd mind. Well, I'm, just for privacy reasons, I'm not going to say her name. Yeah. If she listens to, the, to this po- podcast, she knows who she is. Yeah, and, uh, I don't think she, she does, but yeah. Or if someone around her listens to it and knows who she is. Yeah. Um, she's an awesome lady. Yes, agreed. And, um, you know, if physically I was able to, with my medical issues, there's, you know, there's no way I could ever be able to. Um, you know, I, w- I would consider it. And so, I don't think I can either. I can't, um, I can't even give blood. They won't accept it. Right. You but know, um, so I'm going to advocate for it. If you guys would ever, you know, want to give the gift of life, become a living donor. Please do. Yes, if you can. These people, you know, they absolutely need it. Um, you can, you can literally save people's lives. Yep. And, you know, even just by donating your blood. Um, whenever there's a blood drive that comes around, it literally just takes an hour, maybe two out of your day. What every six months, oftentimes things will come around. That's all it takes. Um, and I know sometimes it never comes around at the right time, but speaking as someone before they stopped accepting my blood, I actually had a donor cart and I would go every single time. They would actually call me and say, Hey, by the way, we're going to be there. Um, you know, please come give. And I'll be like, yes, I'll be there. And I gave every single time from the time I turned 18 until they stopped accepting my blood. Um, and they stopped accepting it because, uh, it came out that I guess the time that I, that I lived in Germany, um, there's some, something, I guess, in, I guess the meat that we ate over there that puts me at risk for, giving other people something that they shouldn't have. And um, and now, of course, we found out later that I have antiphospholipid antibodies in my blood, which is also something that other people don't want. And so I can't give blood anymore, even though I would like to. And it's something that you can do, and it doesn't take a whole lot of time. And no, they don't pay for it especially if it's just a blood drive, but, you know, you never know when someone desperately needs it. And so, please do if you can. Absolutely. 
Um, yes, all that stuff. And so, and actually, we do know someone else that was a donor too. Um, oh yeah, we do. We we do know someone else who was a donor who donated to someone who um, is very close to both of us as well. And so we know several people who are donors. One lady who very recently was a living donor. And then um, another one who about a year ago donated to someone who's very close to us. And we're very glad to have all of those people in our lives. And so, and that one was very successful too. Yes. And so, yes, please at least be willing to try it is surgery, it is that, but oh my goodness. Just being willing. Yep. And so, alright, well, now that I am teary-eyed, stop that. Um, it was your story. I know, but it's so sweet. And so, because to see this lady, because there's a picture, there's actually a video that goes with it. And so if you want to watch it, um, of course, it'll be in the show notes. It'll be the last link on the show notes. There's a video that goes with it, and you can see the ladies hugging. And, um, oh. yeah. And then there's also just a picture. If you want to read it, there's a picture of the two ladies standing in the room together. And it's just, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's really cool. And so, anyway, this anyway. is getting kind of long. And we've hit almost an hour. Yes, this is a good one, I think. <laughs> we have talked your ears off. Pretty much. I hope y'all missed us. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll have a guest next time. Maybe. Be a guest, people. Be a guest. Be our guest. Be our guest. Oh, wait, no. No. Aw. Why not? Well, first of all, we don't have any of the gray stuff that they sing about in the song. I could find gray stuff. It's yeah, delicious. Yeah, let's keep this PG, remember? Um, It was a children's cartoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, that doesn't always mean it's PG, though. Nope. Clean tag. Yep. Oh, wait, I can put an explicit tag. I've had to in the past. Oh, <laughs> Goodness. Okay, anyway, we should go, though, so I can get edited and out. Woohoo! Okay, now, is there any place that they can, that the audience can send comments or stories that they <gasps> might want to share or anything like that? There is. You can message us on Twitter at OMGNAP. Um, literally, it's at OMGNAP, I believe. Um, let me make sure, though. Twitter.com. Um, there's also, we have a Gmail. It's very nice. It is, um, wait, MGNAP. Uh, our Twitter is OMGNAP at gmail.com. That's our Twitter? Yeah. Wait, no. That's our Gmail. OMGNAP okay. at gmail.com. Our Twitter is actually at OMGNAP. And so it's just like that. And of course you'll have our, um, our logo, with the OMG Not Another Podcast, and then it's very easy to find us. Okay, and where can they find downloads to this show? Oh, 
true. Well, we're probably still on iTunes. We're on Podbean. We're on Stitcher. Should be, I hope. Um, okay. It should be. And then, um, um, yeah. And I, I will post it once it is complete on Twitter, and I will post it on Facebook. And all over the place. And so you can, the, probably the easiest way to find us is at omgnap.podbean.com. All right. But, you know, good. if they've gotten to this point, they probably have already found us. True. Yeah. <laughs> True. But in the future, they can download direct from their iTunes account. Should be able to find us on the iTunes store. I will make sure sometimes when you have not posted for a long time, iTunes kind of drops you, but I'll make sure that we're still uploading to iTunes. Um, and Podbean and Stitcher are pretty – well, Podbean we still have an account for, and Stitcher is really good about keeping us up. But um, I'll, I'll double-check iTunes and make sure that we're still on there. Last time we did. And so um, – <clears throat> but, yes, I'll, I'll double-check that and make sure we're all set on all those things. So, yeah. We should be good. Good deal. Yay. And now are we going to wait, you know, a year and a half to, to record another one of these? Actually, looking at this, it's only been six months, Mr. Year and a Half. Did it make it out? Pretty sure. I think. I Did don't it? think so. Maybe. Did it? Wait. I can find out. OMGNAB.podbean.com. When do we put it out? When do we put it out? We put it out on. 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 What day was it? Yeah, that it, that doesn't even remember. Oh, it was November 15th, 2015. Oh, okay. Almost okay. a year ago. No. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. But it's not going to be that long, because we're in the same house now, and I'll nag you. Okay. Pokey, pokey, pokey. All right. All right. Anyway, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed. And we shall bring you more news soon. Hopefully next week. Hopefully next week, yes. The cool thing about poo stories is it does take a while before there's more, so I've probably, you know... I've probably given you like a month's worth in this podcast. And so if you're not a fan of the poo stories, there probably won't be any more for a while unless <laughs> I can find some. Please let us know if you're a fan of the poo stories or not. He doesn't want you to be a fan of the poo stories. I didn't say that. Yes, he, he's he's sending you subliminal messages. Anyway, you can you can send us messages at OMGNAP on Twitter or you can send us an email at omgnap at gmail.com please talk to us if you want to be a guest let us know we like talking to other people other than each other because we live with each other you know so yeah. you know it's more fun when we have other people to bug us yeah okay I bore him no, no. I'm not boring no yay Okay, well, let's go ahead and head on out. Okay. Um, um, whoa, totally lost track. This is, this is, uh, oh. wow. No, wait. See, you forgot, too. This is Dreams. And Keithor. Uh-huh. 
but that's usually the call off for something else. I know. <laughs> See? See, you forgot too. So, because don't we use our real names here? No. No, well, you used my name a few times in this podcast. Oh, well, did I? Yes, yes, you did. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, we're going to go now. Okay. Say bye, Keithor. Bye. Bye. Hello, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of Oh My Goodness, Not Another Podcast. The music that you heard in the outro and the intro is called Free Music and Free Beer by Alex Barroza. I use this music under the Creative Commons license.